What's up, everybody? This is Oscar Barkas here with my buddy Sam McFadden. And welcome to episode four of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome back and welcome in, everybody. We're going to run through our breaking news, as always. Um, our first segment is then going to be our top 12 wide receivers. And then we're going to run through some my guys for the season. So these will be three guys that we both believe that are going to be really good and outperform their ADP or at least play to their ADP and that we really believe in. So to get started with the news, uh, the first bit of breaking news that just came in is Stephen Jones said that the Cowboys are still open for business with Dak and Amari. So this is while they're still going on with the Zeke holdout, they're still thinking about um, locking those other franchise cornerstones up. What do you think? I definitely like to hear it um, from the Cowboys' standpoint. Um, they can't get too bogged down with the Zeke thing. Obviously, he's important, but they have a lot of young players. They just signed Jalen Smith, Smith, which was awesome. Yes. And we need Dak and Amari going forward. So I agree. Happy to hear it. I think uh, I don't think it changes anything from a fantasy standpoint, but it's good to hear. It is good to hear for the Cowboys. Um, so that was the breaking news that came in a few seconds before we started this um but now we're going to get into the other news that happened this week and the first is a big one it's changed the nfl as a whole um changed the fantasy landscape for sure um and this is andrew luck so after eight years in the league um two weeks before the season started andrew luck has decided to retire shocking to say the least probably the most out of nowhere news we'll get all season I'd say this is the most out of nowhere news we've heard in years. This is the biggest breaking news that the NFL has seen in 10, 15 years. I mean, you think of Barry Sanders or someone like that who retired in their prime, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Um, it's really sad. Sam and I were doing a draft when it happened, and I sat with my mouth open in shock. Um, he, It's just crazy. Yeah, it, you know, from an outside perspective, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You'd think, why would this, you know, great quarterback retire at 29 years old? But, you know, he, he, he in his retirement speech, he spoke about how uh, the injuries were really getting to him mentally. It was starting to wear down and take away the love for the game. It wasn't fun anymore. He, he wants to be with his his kids and his and his wife um, so you know I'm I'm really happy for the guy um, this it's this has to be a horribly tough decision and you know he made this decision that he thought was right for him and his family so and for the team he said so going back to what Sam said about the injuries um, he had that really serious shoulder injury back in 2016, played through it all that season, and then had to sit out the entire 2017 season with it. And he said, he told himself back then, if he ever had to go through something like that ever again, he, was, he couldn't do it. He wasn't going to put himself, his team, his family, his friends, he wasn't going to put any of those people through it, most, most of all himself. And... He said this calf and ankle deal that we've been talking about for the last few weeks, he said that was going to be about the same process. He was going to try and play through it, and it wasn't working. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad, but it makes sense for him. And if it makes him happy, which it obviously does, it makes me happy. I mean, you can't 
root for a guy to keep playing just for the game. You got to root for him to keep playing to make himself happy. And Andrew Luck, if you're listening, uh, we're happy for you. We're big fans, and uh, hopefully you have a pretty good life after football. And if you're looking for a career after football, I mean, SOS could always use a third anchor. Yeah, might as well come along. But this, more than that, I mean, jokes aside, this really does hurt the Colts landscape. Um, This moved T.Y. Hilton out of the top 12 rankings for me. I put him down... um, at 20, so I put him between Robbie Anderson and Kenny Galladay, which is a pretty good marker. I think he'll still be decent, but and he he was their best talent on the team. Um, this hurts everyone: Marlon Mack, Ty, any of the tight ends, regardless of who you wanted. Yeah, I still see the Colts as like an eight-win team or so. But they definitely take a huge hit. Jacoby Brissett isn't anywhere close to Andrew Luck. But, I mean, he's a serviceable backup for sure. Yeah, one of the best in the league. But you take a hit Um, when you lose your generational starting quarterback. T.Y. Hilton, you know, he's still a wide receiver too in my rankings as well. So don't be afraid to play him if you have him. Yeah, and if you're drafting this week and he falls way down in the draft, get him where you can. He'll be a steal most likely. Um it, he just loses that floor of having Andrew Luck being his quarterback. Um, so that's it on that Andrew Luck news. We're going to run through the rest of the news pretty quickly. Um, a Chargers beat reporter said that he expects Melvin Gordon back week one, which is weird because we haven't heard anything else, no rumblings from the Chargers or Melvin Gordon. Um, and we're a week, week, week plus away, week and a half yeah, away. It's, it's so strange, you know, these beat reporters, usually I tend to trust them um, on what they say, but there's, I'm not sure I trust, I, I, I don't know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I should trust this, honestly, I don't, I still don't believe he'll be back by week one, I don't think he'll be back in the first couple weeks. Um, but this just, is good news in the long run, hopefully it means he knows something that, something's drumming up between the team and Gordon, and hopefully, instead of it being eight to ten weeks, maybe it's only four, maybe they have reached a number that they can both agree on. They're just working out the rest of the contract. But I feel like we would have heard more. Yeah, I don't I don't know why the team wouldn't say something. Yeah. So it's just, it's a little strange. I moved him back up a little bit. I had him down at 22. I moved him up to 18. I put him between Chris Carson and Leonard Fournette. Like I said last, last episode, I'm not as high on Leonard Fournette as most. But that's just to give you a little... Um, where you should think about drafting him. Still back in that fourth round, that's that's where he's be, being drafted. So Right. Um, more Cowboys news back on the Zeke thing. Jerry Jones called the holdout a marathon. He said we're prepared to be in this for the long haul, which is not good news. I no longer think he'll be there week one. Yeah. I don't believe that's going to be the case. If he's not there week one... I don't, I, I, I don't see this being a short holdout. I, I don't see the Cowboys budging on this. I don't see Zeke taking anything less than the highest paid running back in the league. Which makes sense. We talked about it last podcast, and we've talked about it a lot on our own. He, based on production, based on his numbers throughout his first few seasons, will be a Hall of Fame lock if he keeps up this. Um, so why not make him the highest paid? I get with the suspension issues and the off the field stuff, um, 
but if I if I was Zeke, I'd be thinking about the same thing. It stinks that he's doing this two years before his contract's up, but you know, in this, it's the not for long league. Get your money. Um, however, Stephen Jones had said something more positive a few days before that. Um, he said that he's confident that they'll get the deal done before week one, and Stephen Jones over the course of the last few years has been the more football minded of the two, Steven or Jerry. But Jerry does has the Jerry does have the last um last say in all of these negotiations. Right. Uh next thing John Lynch reported that uh, John Lynch is the 49ers general manager reported that Jarek McKinnon suffered another setback. He said he keeps getting to the final step and then another setback happens. It's it's this is another one of those things that I really don't think it affects fantasy football in any meaningful way. Uh, maybe you know it just secures Tevin Coleman and uh, Matt Breda and Rolls, but it's just it's more just sad. sad. It's just yeah. sad. Um, Jared McKinnon. I mean, I remember last year when they signed him, I was excited to see him on the 49ers. I thought he was yeah. going to be pretty dang good in the uh, in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And it doesn't look like that's ever going to happen. I think the most likely outcome is he starts the year on IR, and unless there are other injuries in the backfield or they're not playing, the other running backs aren't playing well, he probably just won't come back off IR. And after this year, he'll be cut for no expense to the team. Um, and hopefully, he'll get another shot, but it's really sad for Jarek. Um, it's like you said, Sam, it's good for. Uh, Matt Breda and Tevin Coleman both are going to be great running backs, especially where you're getting them right now. Um, and the 49ers backfield looks to be pretty good as long as it can stay healthy. Uh, next, more running back news. Bruce Arians is going to go with the hot hand at running back. So this just puts further doubt in the Ronald Jones stakes, um, Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones. And then they have a third running back who's supposed to be the pass catcher, Dare. Ogumbawale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is more of a product of everyone in that backfield looking really bad in preseason. Uh, Peyton Barber came in as the lead back. He has looked subpar. But he's still going to gonna win nicely. it. He will still win Run. the job because no one else looks better than him. I I I don't know if he will. I, I'm, I don't know if there will be a lead back, yeah. honestly. I think... This is a case of having a lot of several running backs that might be okay at best. Yeah. You know, uh, Peyton Barber, if you can get him really late, I'm fine with that. I think he'll have a little bit of value, but it's just, it's an ugly run game. And it is. I'm not sure that I want a piece of it. Oh, not at all. Um, and it makes me sad for the Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber shares that I have. I'm much more confident in the Tampa Bay passing offense. I think that it'll be pretty good, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, the last few bits of news are all decently small. Kareem Hunt, number one, is not allowed back in the facility until his suspension is fully served. So he has an eight-game suspension, um, which means he won't be with the team until week nine, and they have a bye week that week. So... It's going to take him... He's not going to be able to practice with the team at all during his suspension, 
which is not super typical of these suspensions and just further hurts his value. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'll be moving him much at all based off of this uh, news. I don't think it totally changes my outlook on Kareem Hunt. I didn't I didn't think he was going to come in and take a huge chunk of the work anyway. Yeah. Um, it maybe it just means that in week uh, eleven when they when he plays his first game that he comes back a little slower, but week ten. Week but, ten. Yeah. Week ten. Sorry. Yeah, but I agree. All this does is reinforce Nick Chubb for me, and we're gonna get into that in a little bit later with the my guys. Um, next bit of news: DK Metcalf has called himself the Wolverine after his surgery. He thinks he's back, and Pete Carroll still hasn't ruled him out of week one. I buy it. The guy's the guy's a freak of nature. Yeah, he's a monster. You know, if he if if they could say he tore an ACL and he could be back in three months, and I believe it. I, yeah, he can do anything. He's Superman. Uh, if he's on the field, that's Better definitely really Seahawks. exciting. Yeah. Um, good news for Russell Wilson. As far as his fantasy value, I'm a little less hopeful. He is a rookie wide receiver. But I do buy into the fact that DK Metcalf will have a pretty big role by the second half of the season. So just keep watching that. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of competition at what at the wide receiver. It's just it's really just David Moore. And yeah, and he's DK injured. Metcalf is a freak of nature, and David Moore is injured. So yeah, he he's definitely going to get some opportunities. Uh, you can have him on your bench or if you want, but I wouldn't start him for the, at least yeah, the first. Five I wouldn't weeks. draft him. I wouldn't draft him because you can pick him up for free after week three or four, and then watch as he gets better and better throughout the course of the season. Right. Our last little tidbit of news, Jadavian Clowney um, has still not reported. There's rumors that he's going to be traded to Miami now. His top two trade destinations are Houston, or, or excuse me, Seattle and Philadelphia. But the Miami, why this matters for the fantasy podcast is the Miami trade. There's rumors of reports that if there was a trade, Kenyon Drake would be involved. This is actually the first I'm hearing about this, so this is really interesting. Um, I don't think that he will end up getting traded to Miami. Yeah, they don't. They don't need him I, at the moment. It's not even. I don't think he would sign with Miami, and I think that I think he would say that before yeah. he got traded. There were rumors before about him being traded to Miami, and it came out that he was not not ready to sign with Miami. So he, he has met with them in the past few days. Um, and after the Lamar Miller ACL tear, Houston starting running back towards ACL. Um, if Kenyon Drake could be a part of that trade, imaginary trade, that would be huge for the Houston backfield. But it doesn't mean anything at the moment. Man, I just think if you're the Texans trading this great talent, why not fix your biggest problem, which is the offensive line? You could trade him to try trade him to the Redskins. Get yourself a really good tackle. I absolutely agree. Um, but that's it. We we want covered the big stuff already, um, and that's just something floating through the air right now that I kind of wanted to mention. So our first segment, like I said earlier, is our top 12 wide receivers. So I'm going to run through them really quick, and then we can stop at every guy and talk a little bit about what we think about him. So number one, we have DeAndre Hopkins. Two, Devontae Adams. Three, Julio Jones. 
Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr., Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, Robert Woods, and finally at 12, we have Adam Thielen. So going right back to the top, um, I love this guy. Obviously, as a Texans fan, we have DeAndre Hopkins. He's the best wide receiver in the league right now from a football standpoint and from a fantasy football standpoint. The guy doesn't drop any throws. He gets targeted like a madman. He has the two other wide receivers in that offense are injury prone. So there's probably going to be a time in the in the year where he is the only wide the, receiver, the receiving yeah. option there, and they'll double team him, triple team him. It won't matter. He'll still he'll still come down with the ball, and so there's the, nothing bad the, to say he's about He's the him. safest wide receiver in in the draft. So and he's, he's the, the safest wide receiver, the best wide receiver, and he could absolutely end up as this number one. Um, he thinks he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, Deshaun Watson, his quarterback, thinks he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. And the NFL Nation reporters all just came out with the top 100 um, players in the NFL, and they listed him as the best wide receiver and the fifth best player in the NFL. So there's no one doubting him. He's going to be good. He's one of the only wide receivers that can be good without a good quarterback. Um, and there's nothing bad you can say about him, like I said earlier. No. Now, our number two guy is Devontae Adams. A little more worried about Devontae Adams, although he's the only guy in the league that's caught double-digit touchdowns for his last nice, three years. the last three seasons. Uh, so if you're, if you're trying to get touchdowns, which, again... We've said it before, is the is the least predictable stat just about when it comes to receiving. But when it comes to Devontae Adams. He tends to buck the trend every single year. So if there's someone that I would have to put money on getting double-digit touchdowns, it's this guy. I think that Aaron Rodgers will play better this season. Um, that's that's my opinion. I, I don't think uh, you believe that. But I think that he'll be better. I think that offense is going to do really well and I think the defense on the team is a lot better which is going to help them a lot so the, the reason that I kind of shook my head about Aaron Rodgers has to do with the defense so for pretty much his entire career Aaron Rodgers has had to be the savior the savior of the team and now their defense is a middling you know top 15 defense which is good for the team bad for fantasy the more that an offense has to be on the field is a good thing for fantasy. Um, so I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be just as good or maybe a little better as he was last year. But it shouldn't matter for Devontae Adams. He's the only proven wide receiver on the team. He's the best, most talented wide receiver on the team. And he caught over a 1,000 yards for the first time in his career last season, which is going to continue. Right. Uh, the, only, the last thing I'll say on the defense thing is they've really upgraded their secondary. And the way I look at it is if you upgrade your secondary lot, your turnovers should turnovers. come with it. Yeah. If they have more, if they have a, a good turnover rate this year, that could really help them. I agree. Our third guy that we got here is Julio Jones. Julio possible touchdown Jones. Finally, he broke that trend where he was not catching any touchdowns. He finished with seven, I believe, last year. Um, and this could be the year that he finally does it, gets double digits, which would be crazy. If he does that, he'll be the number one. We say this, we go through this every single year. We're just waiting for it to happen. It's so, it might be the most mind-boggling thing in the entire NFL, definitely in fantasy football, 
how does this guy not catch more touchdowns? I mean, we got to a point in the last season where he finally caught it. He had he went through like six games without a touchdown. Yeah. Finally caught one. He was almost crying on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just, it's just this huge block for him. I don't know what it is, but I think that offense is going to be roaring. They got their all their defensive pieces back. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts. They're in a division where a lot of points are going to be scored. They're going to be playing the Saints. They're going to be playing the Panthers. They're going to be playing the uh, Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. All those are going to be high-scoring games, most likely. Which is good for fantasy. Which is great for fantasy. Yeah, and we both believe strongly in Matt Ryan also. So if you're going to believe in Matt Ryan, why not believe in his number one receiver? Um, Plus, he's gotten he's like a shoe in for 1,400 yards. So, Which is... Crazy, Which more than insane. anyone else by far. Right. Um, our n- number four guy, you want to talk about him? Yeah, we got Michael Thomas, number four. Uh, actually, Oscar has him at number three, and I have him at six. number six, I, I believe. And um, I that doesn't mean I'm down on Michael Thomas. It's just really hard to d- differentiate between all these top yeah, guys. All these top Michael guys Thomas has been incredible since he's entered the league. He has the most catches by a wide receiver in the first three years of his career. He's with a Hall of Famer in Drew Brees. That offense is still great. The only notable loss on that offense was their center. And I believe that their young guy, Eric McCoy, will be a good uh, replacement for that. Yeah. So I don't see him being anything less than a bona fide wide receiver one from day one the whole time. He's never had any injury issues or anything like that. He's he has uh, the most mind-boggling catch rate in the NFL on eighty-five percent last year on Crazy. insane volume. The only knock on him is that all like ninety-five percent of his targets are within ten yards. Ten but yards. He plays but, with Drew Brees. And Drew Brees has lost his arm strength, so he's gonna look short to his most talented receiver. Yeah. So just look for more of that next year. Last thing I'll say is he got that five-year, twenty million or a hundred million dollar extension making him the highest paid wide receiver in the league. So now he's just going to play up to that. So I'm excited to see him this year. And um, they did sign Jared Cook. And I only mention that because Alvin Kamara is the number one red zone option on that team. Yes. Jared Cook Will probably is just another two. set of big hands in the red zone. So I might be worried about his touchdown numbers. But in a half PPR or PPR, he's going to be catching a crazy amount of passes, getting a crazy amount of yards. And he's one of those players that can take those breakout plays for 60, 50 yards and get a touchdown. So I'm not going to knock him down for just touchdowns. Our next guy, we got at number five, Odell Beckham Jr. So I have him at five, I believe, and Sam has him at four. Um, Yeah, that's right. And... He just got traded to a new team, better quarterback with Baker Mayfield. I'm excited to watch the Browns offense, and that starts with Odell Beckham Jr. He's probably the most care. He's 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 the perfect fit for Baker. Yes, he's a big personality, just like Baker. He has all sorts of antics, just like Baker. I am so excited to see the Browns this year largely because of all all of the swagger on that team oh yeah um i think i mean he goes without saying that baker's a huge massive upgrade on any on eli manning who's been the quarterback for odell his entire career and odell's been great 
So I I think this could be Odell's best year ever. Absolutely. Um, I this is definitely the best offense he's ever been on, uh, and I think that he will have a ton of touchdowns this year. Yeah, he's the most electric player, if not one of the most electric players in the league. Um, he's a great red zone option. He can catch almost anything. He's got a ridiculous vertical. The only knock is his injury history, um, which could still play into concern this year, but he's going to be incredible this year. Um, number six, Juju Smith-Schuster. I this is another guy that I am I'm, I'm higher than an Oscar on him, but he's within he's somewhere in the range of uh, three to seven for each of us. Yeah, uh, Juju has been nothing short of fantastic since he entered the league as a rookie. I believe he was a top twenty fantasy option at the wide receiver position, and then he broke out last year for over fourteen hundred yards. Juju has been electric with Big Ben. The big knock on him this year is that Antonio Brown's gone, which is a huge loss for the Steelers, I know. And he's going to see a lot of double teams now. But Juju, if you watch him play, he is a special player. He can figure this out. Him and Ben have a good chemistry together. Incredible That offense is still going to be really good with James Conner and him. They're still going to be able to move the ball a lot. I believe in Juju this year. Yeah, and the only knock, like you said, is that Antonio Brown's gone, so Juju is probably going to be moving out of the slot more, moving outside to distract the defense. Um, but like you said, he's crazy talented. He's going to get his looks from Big Ben, and Big Ben has always had his favorite guy. Last year was ridiculous because he supported two top 10 wide receivers. When Juju's moving to be his number one and number one only on the team, um, Big Ben targets the hell out of his number one wide receiver. So it's going to be incredible to watch. And um, Juju is a great route runner. The deal with a lot of these guys, matchups don't matter because you can't you can't guard a guy like Juju for an entire game without letting him by. He's going to get free for a couple of plays. And frankly, that's all he needs. Yeah. Juju Talk had, about electric with Odell. Juju's he had, had so, so many, many breakout, breakout plays. plays. It's just really hard to stick with these guys for an entire game. Yeah. Uh, our next guy, Tyreek Hill. We've got him at seven. I believe I have him at six. And Sam's got him at seven. Um, he's back. He didn't face any suspension, which we talked about on our first couple of episodes. Which, regardless of how we feel about that, you can't ignore that he is one of the most talented players in the NFL one of the fastest and he's his quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. This might be the ranking I feel the most queasy about in our in our top 12 wide receivers because every single week Tyreek Hill is a cup just one throw away of having a 90-yard breakaway touchdown where he's it seems like a couple times a game he'll just appear 10 feet Past the, the last defender. defender. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes has that crazy cannon of an arm that he can just toss it out there to him. So, I mean, it's a, it's a great offense. One of the best in the league for sure. Great option. I'm happy with Tyreek Hill. I don't know what there what else there is to say about him. Yeah, there's there's nothing more to say. 
and watch. He finishes the number one wide receiver in a lot of leagues last year. He can absolutely get back there again this year. Hopefully he keeps his head out of the trash can for the season. So our number eight guy is one of Sam's favorites. We got Mike Evans. Ooh, I love Mike Evans so much. One of my favorite players in the league for sure. Um, super talented wide receiver. It's it's bugged me for years that he's on the Bucks. I wish he was on a better team. But things are looking up for Mike Evans. Yeah, we talked about that offense earlier. Bruce Arians loves to throw the ball, and hopefully Jameis Winston can figure it out this year. That's still the biggest question mark on the team, but if he figures it out, even if he's a decent quarterback, the Bucks' offense is going to be electric. Mike Evans is going to catch a crazy amount of touchdowns, and he's got a ridiculous speed also, so there's nothing bad you can say about him himself. No, and... Bringing in Bruce Arians and all that, I can't imagine Jameis will be any will be worse than he has been in the past when Mike Evans has come out and performed week in week out for years. So I, this seems like this seem a wide receiver eight almost seems like a shame to put him this low, but yeah, I agree. And wide receiver eight is probably about his floor. I don't I don't see him being anything but a wide receiver one. Um, we're both excited about him. Let's keep it moving, though. Our number nine guy, we have Keenan Allen, wide receiver one for the Chargers. I love him. and He's been crazy his entire career, and we'll get into him in a little bit. Both of these guys, it's funny. Sam is one of, or Mike Evans is one of Sam's my guys, and Keenan Allen is one of mine. So we'll really get into them in a little bit, but you can't ignore that Keenan Allen is one of the top wide receivers in the league. Electric offense. Philip Rivers always performs. You can count on Keenan Allen. Yeah, especially with the Melvin Gordon potential holdout. It just makes it better for Keenan Allen. Our number 10 guy. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, he's had all these issues. You know, you haven't really heard much about him actually playing football this offseason. But he's still Antonio Brown. And... Before this year, he was the number one wide receiver off the board. Every year. Every single year. He was the most reliable wide receiver. He's 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 great. I, I can't fathom him falling out of the top 12 if he plays 16 games. Yeah. Even if his report with Derek Carr isn't what it was with, with Big Ben. The guy's still one of the best wide receivers. He's... He is the best wide receiver of this decade. Yeah, undeniably. So he's got the talent. He just needs to keep his get head on, on the straight. field. Yeah, yeah. Keep his head on straight is kind of a play on words because he's still trying to work on that helmet situation. We'll give any updates that we can, but it's looking better than it has all offseason. He's practicing. Yeah. So, Which is good news, which is funny to say it's good news because – Every other one of these wide receivers, as long as they're healthy, has been practicing all offseason. So it's just, it's sad to say. But, you know, it's like you said, it's Antonio Brown. He's on the field. He's going to be good. He'll be ready to go. Um, number 11, we have Robert Woods, one of both of our favorite guys. He's so fun to watch. And it's crazy that we have this guy at 11. I have him at 12. Sam has him at 11. Um, because... 
the other two wide receivers on the Rams offense are both just as good. It's just that offense is so good, and we believe in Robert Woods to be one of those top 12 guys. Yeah, I, I believe I've said it before on this podcast, but you watch that guy play, and he's just a, he's just a really good uh, he, at wide receiver. Which seems kind of weird to say, but back on the Bills, you could back on the Bills, you could see it when he wasn't, you know, putting up crazy numbers. You could see that if he could just get on a good team, he would flourish, and he has, and it's awesome to watch. I think he's a good guy. It's fun to see him uh, succeed like this, and he's going to be the best receiving option on the, one of the most electric teams in the league. I love the guy. Yeah, I'm excited. We're gonna get to be able to watch this amazing offense in the next few weeks um, and Robert Woods will be at the helm of that and with Todd Gurley the potential injury scare Robert Woods has run the jet sweep he has run out of the running back position at several times in his career and he might get some of those looks this year which only adds to his value Um, and our last guy Adam Thielen uh, wide receiver one for the Minnesota Vikings People are a little worried last year. Well, it's a mixed bag, really, because he started off the year on such an incredible tear with all those 100-yard games in a row. And then somewhere along the way, about halfway through the season, he kind of fell off fell off a cliff a little bit. The uh, Vikings brought in a new OC. They started running the ball a lot more. Adam Thielen wasn't getting as many, nearly as many targets, and it reflected in his, uh, in his points per game. However... Adam Thielen is the same guy that caught that caught all those passes, went for 100 yards in all those games. He has Kirk Cousins in the in their uh, second year together. Yeah. Um, excuse me. And I think that the report is going to be even better this year. I think that it'll be a little more efficient than it was last year on maybe a, a few less catches uh, than he had. He certainly won't be on that 100 game 100 yard game per. 100-yard per Per game game pace, pace, excuse me, that he was to start off the last season, but I do still consider him a wide receiver one. Yeah, and, you know, every year before this, it's been, is it Stephon Diggs or is it Adam Thielen? We know. Number one on that team is Adam Thielen now. Um, It really has been for years, but we know he's their guy. They paid him also. Um, Stephon Diggs is still going to be really good. We've got him ranked highly also. Um speaking to last year it was like someone flipped a switch and went from a very pass heavy to a very run heavy offense i think they're going to split the difference i think that they're going to throw a little less than they were at the beginning of the year but a little more than they were at the end uh now that dalvin cook's health healthy they will be running the ball with him a lot also but he can catch too so they're they're, they will be a pass heavy team especially considering three of the most highly paid players on that team are the quarterback and two wide receivers um and like you said he'll be more efficient which is all you look for in a wide receiver regardless of how many touches he's getting efficiency is crazy good for adam thielen but i think that wraps up our top 12 wide receivers we're going to move into some my guys so we each have three of these we'll talk a little bit about each guy um and why we love them and why they're our guys for the year so sam you want to start us out yeah, these guys, we aren't saying that they're going to be the best wide receiver running back in the league next year. That's not what we're trying to say. We're, we're just very confident that they're going to perform this year, at least 
at the very least, to their ADP and most likely will surpass it. So my first guy is none other than Mike Evans, who we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, His current ADP is the uh, ninth pick of the second round. He's the wide receiver eight off the board. Uh, And I, I do think that's just about his floor for the season. He's they've just got they've just brought in Bruce Arians who loves to throw the ball. He's he's loves to throw the ball deep, just pound the rock down deep, which uh, is perfect game, for which is perfect for Mike Evans and Jameis Winston. For all his problems, he can throw the ball deep. It's not always the most accurate throw, but he can get it down there. You know, he doesn't have a problem with his arm strength, but he's. Also, I think the offense will be better from the emergence of Chris Godwin. Uh, Chris Godwin's coming in. Uh, He's going to take a lot of touches, but they had a lot of vacated targets anyway from Deshaun Jackson and Adam Humphreys. So I think there's even room for Mike Evans' role to grow a little little bit more even from what, what it has been, which has been stellar for years. I completely agree. And we're, with these my guys... We're pretty much in agreement. If there's any conversation that we're going to have, it's just going to be negating each other a little bit. Um, so I, because I agree with Sam's making of Mike Evans, one of his my guys, I'm not going to speak any more to that. So I'm going to get right into my first my guy, who is Nick Chubb. So he is going as the RB8 off the board, and I actually just moved him up. Sam, you're going to be surprised by this, to my RB6. Mm. Two, so two wait, high. RB five two, because two Zeke is now down the board. Um, I, that's a lot higher than a lot of people have him, and I know people are worried about Kareem Hunt coming back later in the year. But like we talked about earlier, um, Kareem Hunt does not matter. It does not affect Nick Chubb at all to me. Um, and if you watched the guy last year, he is just crazy. I mean, even when he was not the starter on the team. He was breaking out big runs. He had a game where he had three carries for 105 yards and two touchdowns. He is one of the most talented running backs in the league to me. And the only reason people don't like him more is because he didn't start last year as a starter and he has had injury problems in his career. I've loved him since he was at Georgia. The reason he wasn't a super high draft pick is because he had those injury problems, but he's healthy. This Browns offense is going to be crazy good, like we talked about earlier. And I love having him on any of my fantasy teams. And I love having him as my RB5, which is weird to say. I think he's a great running back. I think he's a, I think he's a top 12 running back for sure. I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself saying he's, the RB, he's your RB5. Above guys, Zeke maybe because he might not play all sixteen games. I'll but. tell you the my running backs that I have in front of him: Saquon, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson. No particular order for those four guys, and then I have Nick Chubb. So mm. I know that's crazy to say, but you can't disagree with me that he's good. No, he's great. He's great. All right, my next my guy is Josh Jacobs, rookie running back, first round pick for the Oakland Raiders. And I know you might be a little apprehensive to take an Uncle Owen Raider not called Antonio Brown, but Josh Jacobs has been very good. If you watch his tape from Alabama, he's very talented. He didn't have a ton of work at Alabama. He Which was, is good. He was Fresh working legs. with Damian uh, Harris, 
but it's awesome. He's got a lot of room to run. Some of these running backs come to the league with that thousand carries in their in their college career, and they start breaking down after a couple of years. I don't think that's going to be the case with Josh Jacobs. Uh, also, every almost every year, as long as I can remember, rookie running backs have found their way up into the top twelve or fifteen running backs. You know, last year. Saquon. We had Saquon. The year before that, we had Leonard Fournette and then Zeke. And the yeah. list goes on and on. And usually it's more than one. I mean, you can think about Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. more and more names. Absolutely. And it's really pre- it's more predictable, much more so than wide receivers for sure, when high draft capital is used on running backs like it was with Josh Jacobs, that they're used really heavily. Also... His backup is Jalen Richard, and and reports came out not too long ago that Jalen Richard was actually going to be used less this yeah, year. Yeah, he's on the roster year. bubble. So there's no competition. Doug Martin is hurt. It's he's has this job to himself. He's a great pass catching running back as well. He's going to get a ton of work, and I do think I see it as a very real possibility that he's a top twelve running back by the end of the year. Uh, and he's being drafted in this as the sixth pick in the third round as RB18. And I think that's a no-brainer at that point. Yeah, I think he'll at least meet that floor. The only bad thing that you can think on Josh Jacobs is we're not really sure on that Oakland Raiders offense. And so his touchdown floor isn't too high like it can be with some of these other top guys. But you're drafting him at the halfway point of the third round. At that point, every running back has questions. Why not take a shot on this guy who's super talented, the starting running back on his team. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and move into my next my guy. And this is someone we talked about earlier. Like I said, Keenan Allen. Um, we both love this guy. He has gone through a lot. He had so many weird injuries at one point in his career. But he's proven that he can be the guy. He um, is being drafted as the wide receiver 11, the, thir- the second pick of the third round. Um and he finished as the wide receiver three in 2017. He can be that one of those top guys. We don't have him ranked there. We have him ranked at nine. But I would say, as especially with Melvin Gordon holding out, that's his floor. I mean, the longer Melvin Gordon holds out into the season, the more and more you're going to see Keenan Allen going off, going crazy. Um, so I'm excited. Get him where you can. He is one of my guys. I love him this year. Absolutely, absolutely. And the games that Gordon, because Gordon was out a couple of games uh, last year, and the games that he didn't play, Keenan Allen was the guy by far, and he was incredible in those weeks. Yeah, those so weeks he can, averaged about 100 yards and a touchdown. You can uh, you can draft him in the third round and consider it a steal. I, I can't believe he's being drafted as the wide receiver 11. Yeah, he's one of those guys where if you want to start running back, running back, say at the first pick you take Saquon Barkley at the back of the second round you take a I don't know uh who's Devonta Freeman Freeman, Josh Jacobs um then you get Keenan Allen as your wide receiver one in the third round and you're happy yeah it's why picking early this is the kind of stuff that makes picking in the first couple picks that's why that's the best place to draft yeah right uh okay my my last my guy for today is is Jags wide receiver D.D. Westbrook. He is the 12th pick in the 6th round, wide receiver 31 off the board. And uh, he was he, sh- he was good last year. He showed plenty of flashes last year, and that was with Blake Bortles. 
of all people. And now he's got Nick Foles, who I do think is a large step up on Blake Bortles. Their report is really good, according to the reports coming out of camp and what I've seen in the preseason. D.D. Westbrook has been a talented wide receiver excuse me, since he's come in the league. He was great at Oklahoma. Yeah, and people don't, speaking to his time in college, people don't realize this. Baker's season before he won this Heisman, he was still a Heisman candidate. That was the year uh, Lamar Jackson won. And Didi was also a Heisman candidate. So everyone's known he's been talented all this time. Right. And I, I do think that just this team will be much better this year. I think the offense will take a huge step forward this year. And I think Didi's going to have a lot to do with that. Um, I, I think that at wide receiver 31, I don't think that's really hard to get there. If I think he's the bona fide number one on this team, and I don't think he's going to have any problems surpassing wide receiver 30. I think I have him at wide receiver 26, I believe. Um, and and that's that seems about right to me. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up as a wide receiver two. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm happy to draft him where I can get him, and where I don't, I'm looking to trade for him. Yeah, I'm. If I can get him where he's being drafted, I'm excited to have him as my wide receiver three because he does have wide receiver two potential. Um, he's the wide receiver one on that team. I completely agree with you. So I'm going to get into my third guy, and this is where we're going to have some contention because Sam does not like this guy. Um, and this is Jarvis Landry. So he is being drafted as the sixth pick in the sixth round. So six picks before DD. Um, he's the wide receiver 28 and here's why so he wasn't going to be one of my guys and then Sam saw my rankings of him and was astounded that I had him so high Um, and so high being I have him as my wide receiver 22 I am very confident that that's his floor Um, he finished as a wide receiver 19 last year I understand Odell has been added to the team Nick Chubb's going to catch some passes but Last year, he was the only good wide receiver, so the team had to run deep through him, and he is not a wide receiver that runs the ball deep. He, he is a slot wide receiver, and that's where they're moving him back this year. I understand his 150 targets from last year are going to be greatly reduced, but I still have him about 110, 120, which is all he needs when Odell's running deep. If If Odell takes two guys with him on coverage, Jarvis can take one of those slant routes for a bunch of yards. Um, I think that Baker's going to be able to, to support two good wide receivers, and I'm excited to see him play this year. I, I understand that he is not um, seen as one of those top-tier guys, but he has fallen in ADP in the last few weeks, and I'm excited to get him in the sixth round. I have a couple issues with what you said. The biggest one being that you... Do you really think that wide receiver 22 is his floor? I do. Oof. I think there are plenty of ways that this could go south and he could end up as a wide receiver 3 instead of a wide receiver 22 on the season. You said a lot of my stuff for me. You, you made some of my points for me. His targets, he's going to have probably 30 to 40 less targets than he had last year. And I don't think he's... He might be a little bit more efficient, but I don't think that's going to make up for it. I think he'll be somewhere between 60 and 70 catches uh, on the season. And I don't think that's enough volume 
for what he needs to get into to for enough yards to what he gets. He's not going to get a ton of touchdowns. He's never been that guy. I agree. He'll, at the most, he'll have seven, which would be great. I don't think he'll get that many with all the great red zone options on that team. Uh, and I don't think, and he'll have a couple breakaway pass, breakaway catches. I agree with that. With uh, all those other options running around on the field, I do think he'll have a couple of those. But I, I'm not counting on him. I don't think that he'll have more than two or three in the season, and I really don't think that that's enough to bump him up. And also, when we're talking about wide receivers and running backs, breakaway plays, not only are they really hard to yeah, they're not count on, stats. but also they skew the uh, they skew the rankings by the end of the year. It's the classic Amari, Amari Cooper thing. If, if a bunch of your points come on if a lot of your points come on breakaway plays, you're going to be happy some weeks and really, really, really disappointed some weeks. So I agree. He, so even if that is the case with Jarvis, you could have a couple weeks where he breaks out and is awesome, and then you could have a... I'm, I'm confident in saying that you're going to have plenty of weeks where Jarvis Landry is going to be pretty non-existent, where you're not going to want to have started him. So I don't agree with that. I do agree with the fact that you can't count on those breakaway plays, and that wasn't a point that I was trying to make. Um, he... Has I don't I think it's crazy that you think he's only going to catch fifty percent of his balls. If he catches sixty out of one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty balls thrown to him, sure he's going to be bad, and the team should cut him at that point. He has some of the best hands. He and uh, Odell Beckham, going back to LSU, were all had always been seen as incredible receiving hands. If uh, with a quarterback like Baker, who's incredibly accurate is throwing to a wide receiver like Jarvis, who might not be one of those take-the-top-off great guys, but he is a talented slot wide receiver. And if you think that Julian Edelman's going to perform well with uh, J- Josh Gordon on the outside, if you think that Robert Woods is going to be perform well with Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup on the outside, if you think that Chris Godwin, who you would take over Jarvis, is going to perform well with Mike Evans on the outside... You can't say that you think Jarvis Landry is going to be bad. Jarvis Landry caught 54% of his passes last year. I stand corrected. So if he catches 54% of his passes on like 120 attempts. Yeah, that's 60. But 65, going back, 70, going back like to that. what I said, he had to run deep last year, which is something that he's never been asked on to, asked to do before. I agree there's a regression on touchdowns, but I think he's a lot more efficient with a lot more talent around him. I think I'm excited to watch him this year is all I'm going to say. He'll be exciting to watch. The Browns outfits will be great. I just, I'm not drafting Jarvis Landry, so more for you. (laughs) Well, that makes me happy to hear, and I think that's going to close us out. Um, Sorry that we got a little heated there at the end. This is a very contentious topic, but I'm excited to have him as one of my guys. Sam is not. Um... But we were happy to have you guys join us, run through our My Guys, talk about our top 12 wide receivers, and we're happy to talk to you next week about the start of week one, start of the NFL regular season. Yeah, once we get into the season, we'll be doing a lot more of streaming advice, uh, a lot a lot of stuff like that, who we think you should play, who we don't think you should play, stuff like that, uh, strategies for week in, week out. Uh, it'll be a lot more regular than it has been. We'll, we won't do as many rankings and things like that. Yeah, I think we're still going to stick to Wednesdays, which is might be weird for waiver rules, but 
I think that that's the best day for us. And then that also gets you prepared for Thursday night football and then the weekend of football. But again, thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Um, Thank you for supporting the podcast.